Hey guys, Nick from the Pro Wrestling Podcast, and today's episode is brought to you by Suspicious Behavior Comics. Check out their series entitled Invasion from Planet Wrestletopia. When a disgruntled professional wrestler declares himself galactic champion of the universe, Earth is invaded by a planet of wrestling aliens who view it as an act of war. The issues are full of action, excitement, and even some obscure wrestling references. Check them out on Twitter at SBP underscore comics. Once again, at SBP underscore comics. And be sure to catch them on the Comixology app for Android and iOS devices. Hey guys, it's the hardcore icon, Just Incredible. I want you to listen to the best podcast in the world, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Follow them on Twitter at ProWPodcast. Now that's not just the coolest, and that's not just the best Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's just incredible. Check them out. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two. Arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new. Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Hole three. The moss-covered, three-handled family grenadzel. It's me, Austin. Think they got the answers. I change the questions. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Pro I'm sorry. I just I'm I'm in a good mood. I haven't seen you here in studio in a while. It's been a little bit. I'm upset. My chair was gone. <laughs> By the way, hello wrestling people. Gmail is prowrestlingpod at gmail.com. Once again, prowrestlingpod at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. Once again, Facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. Twitter at prowpodcast. Once again, at prowpodcast. Prowrestlingpod.blogspot.com is your official website, available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, right here on Anchor. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry we kind of got off on a really weird note or anything here. It's just, I'm in, I, like I said, I'm in a very good mood. I haven't seen you in a while. We always, we've been kind of falling into the pattern of doing it when it's more convenient for us over the internet because it's way easier for us to do it through Skype or however we choose to do it. So it's it's nice to actually have you here. I wish I was at home on my phone talking to you right now. <laughs> Reunited and it feels so good. Oh, come on. There's a reason you're doing a wrestling podcast and you're not on American Idol. <laughs> That's very true. Although, I will tell you this. You know what show me and Rebecca have been watching? What's that? They're going to judge me. Dancing with the Stars. Wow. <laughs> I'm t- I'll tell you something, man. That show is great. Lamar Odom, he has some moves. I was surprised by a former seven-foot center 
NBA player, but he can dance for a big guy. I watched two shows yesterday. One of them was the season premiere of Modern Family. Okay. Because it's in its last season. Right. So, you know, I watch the reruns of that occasionally. And uh, this first episode, like, the one daughter, she has she has twins. Okay. And I'm like, what happened? I, I missed a lot of episodes here. <laughs> well, and it's, it's one of those things that you just watched it too late. Yeah. You know, uh, Rebecca, she does the same thing with the show on Netflix called Shameless. Um, it's a very messed up show. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast or anything, but from what I've seen, it's a really good show, but she only watched a couple episodes of like the fifth or sixth season when her brother was out here. And now she's going back and rewatching the whole thing on Netflix. So maybe, I don't know if Mountain Family's on Netflix or Hulu or anything like that. Maybe she should just try to binge it. I think it is on Hulu, I want to say. Okay. But the other show that I watched was The Unicorn. The Unicorn? I don't know if it's The Unicorn or if it's just Unicorn. If Kofi Kingston isn't in it, then it's a waste. It's a waste because he's not in it. <laughs> but it's about this guy. His wife died like a year ago. And for the last year, him and his two kids have been living off the food that everyone gave them when his wife passed. And then the food runs out. And then, like, her death kind of, like, sinks in, and he's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? So his friends convince him to get out there and start dating again. Um, is this on Netflix? No, it's a new show on, uh, I want to say Fox. I might be wrong okay. on that. Can I ask you a question? Okay. How did you possibly find that show? I kept seeing a, co- a commercial about it. Okay. And, like, hearing it on the radio, so I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this, give it a shot. Okay. No, I mean, hey, teach his own. Um, I, I think after a couple episodes, it might get good. But right now, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. Still trying to find their footing and all that. All right. Before we jump into the podcast, I just want to say, you make me very sad. Why? The shirt you're wearing. Indians. It is a Cleveland Indians shirt. Well, Chief Wahoo, which is awesome, but... Unfortunately for the Indians, they will be missing the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, did they get pounded. But you know what, though? They were injury-plagued throughout the entire season, so I guess it's, you know. I, I hate using excuses like that, I do, though, too. But they did have a lot of injuries. I mean, it's not going to matter, because Houston's going to win the whole thing. I, I very, I highly doubt any team from the NL is going to beat Houston. I think the Yankees could give them a run for their money, but I think overall it's going to be the Astros winning Anyway, how are you doing today, Matt? You doing good? Feeling good? Want to talk some wrestling? Want to talk some go wrestling? Uh, yeah, okay, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, the past few weeks, there's been some very interesting developments in the wrestling world. We're going to be reviewing Night of Champions, the pay-per-view where every single title is defended. As if you didn't know that already by the name, Night of Champions. But, I digress. Your 24-7 update that Matt loves to do, which I am always entertained by. My favorite segment. Uh, things are getting very interesting on the SmackDown side of things. We have a superstar confirmed for the premiere, the season premiere, I should say, because that's the, the phrase being tossed around. A superstar is going to be not only appearing, but competing on the season premiere of SmackDown on Fox. The announced teams get a shakeup. We're going to be talking about that. We are also going to be covering... 
The draft. The draft is coming back, and I don't think we've even mentioned it. I, I think show. I'm too old to get drafted, right? Okay, not that draft. Oh. A new, I shouldn't say new, a former WWE superstar returning to the fray, and I am very excited for that. We'll tell you who. SmackDown Live. Why did I put, oh, SmackDown, I can't even, I don't even understand what I wrote. SmackDown Live is getting their own talk show. We're going to give you some details about that. And a son of a former wrestler going to AEW. Ah, son of a wrestler. I'm not talking Cody. So, let's just, let's get it out the way, Matt. I want to hear your 24-7 update. Oh, I love this, Nick. This has been entertaining. Oh, of course. It always is. Do you remember a couple weeks back, (laughs) R-Truth and Carmella, they got a tour I believe it was a Women's Basketball Hall of Fame? Yes. Okay. Do you know where that's at? No. Knoxville, Tennessee. Really? Really. Who's the mayor? Um, I believe, because I'm huge into politics, as you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, Republican? Oh, I'm anything you want me to be, baby. So you like Trump? I, well, I mean, I'm, I'm here. You Democrat. I'm not a Democrat. I'm just here. But I'm, I'll tell you who I do like. Who's that? Glenn Jacobs. I'd vote for him. And I think Isaac Yankum would, too. That's possible. Because, as you know, I'm huge into politics. Glenn Jacobs. What about my favorite mayor of Tennessee, Matt? Well, he was giving them a tour of the place. Uh, They went to a football field. And our truth, you know, because he's clumsy, (laughs) ran to the field goal post. Yes, he did. He fell over. Glenn Jacobs covers him. <laughs> One, two, three. The mayor is 24-7 champion. How cool is that? Uh, hellfire through brimstone, Nick. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I like how they kept calling him Glenn Jacobs. I like it, though. You know? Because we're at that point now to where it's like, everyone knows he's Kane, obviously. But I, I don't know. To me, it's sort of like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, that kind of thing. Like, we know him as The Rock. But if someone calls him Dwayne Johnson, it's it's the same guy. You're really breaking the fourth wall. Oh, yeah. But sometimes I think it's okay. Okay, well, like I said, he pinned R-Truth, became the 24-7 champion. However, R-Truth would regain it later that night. And then during a house show, him and EC3, they traded victories back and forth a few times. EC3, three-time. Wow. 24-7 champion. That's what the three in EC3 should stand for. EC three-time champion. Exactly. This is your moniker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, R-Truth and Carmella ran down to the ring on Monday Night Raw. They were chased by all the male superstars. Of course. Same old song and dance. Yeah. It kind of gets old after a while. A little bit. That was cool at first. I mean, when they had the hardcore title, there was never a sea of wrestlers chasing after the champion like that. Yeah. But uh, Carmella pretty much said what we all were thinking. We're tired of this. We can't keep doing this. And in the middle of it, she rolls up our truth surprisingly, <laughs> and pins him. And I think it, it, it was surprising that it happened there. Um, but I think wrestling fans as a whole kind of anticipated Carmella taking it from truth at some point. Yeah, but I wasn't necessarily happy with 
how they went about it. Okay. Because R-Truth was happy. He was congratulating That's her. true, yeah. That is a good point. I, I wanted to see, like, a heel turn or something. Yeah, just, you know, anything. Just I, I wanted to see her pin R-Truth, take the belt, and moonwalk right across him. That would have been funny. I mean, I, that, that beats what I was going to say. Because <laughs> I was just going to say, she should have won it. R-Truth got mad, rolls her up, and then instead of, like, a sea of wrestlers chasing Truth, it's just Carmella chasing him throughout the entire night. <laughs> that would have been good, too. <laughs> but now you got the women superstars chasing after them. Now, do you think, because when Mick Foley first introduced the title, he said that um, it's going to be about that is defended on every platform of WWE, whether if it's Raw, SmackDown, uh, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK, whatever. Are we eventually going to see this go to NXT, to NXT UK? Are we going to see people like Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley, or uh, or Pete Dunne, or Walter become 24-7 champion? Or do you just think that even though they said it, that's not necessarily going to happen? I wouldn't be surprised if you see it on NXT because of them moving to USA Network. Right. I just It's a fun belt. You know, it's fun to watch... The matches, I think they have gotten very creative, especially with the involvement, because we just mentioned Glenn Jacobs. Um, no relation to, to anybody in WWE. He's never stepped foot in a ring, ever, because he's the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. But we've seen him win it. We've seen that one commentator from Fox Sports win it. Uh, we've seen... Uh, that basketball. Uh, Enos Cantor. Yeah, Enos Cantor's won it, too. I love the celebrity involvement. It, it's a joke title that's not supposed to be taken seriously, and I love it. It's a refreshing change of pace. It is, but occasionally I won't mind seeing them take it more seriously. They should. Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd love to see, like, because I mean, we've seen guys like Elias win it a couple times, but I would actually love to see it where it's actually defended, like, in a legit match. Like, like on, like, an actual pay-per-view as opposed to just, hey, we're going to chase people around for 30 seconds. I mean, to me, there's a lot more, I think, it that they have to offer with it. It's a time filler. Yeah. Well, speaking of time fillers, let's talk about a superstar going to SmackDown to face Kofi Kingston for the WWE Champion. Shit. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was a that was a dramatic pause. I, I was I was creating tension. It was just oddly placed. <laughs> um, you have to excuse me. I don't know what it is. My nose has been like on and off stuffy today. I mean, I think it's the good old Cleveland weather. You're getting, getting what I'm just getting over right uh, now. I hope not. I really hope not. Um, I mean, I felt fine for most of the day, but I'd say maybe like a half hour before you came over, I started just my nose was. Stupid. But um anyway, we now know that Kofi Kingston will be defending his WWE championship on Fox when SmackDown debuts against the beast Barack Lesnar. I was shocked <sighs> when he came out because I was watching SmackDown and I think it was Kofi who was on the ring. I got up to go into the kitchen for something. And then I just hear the music playing. I, I did a complete U-turn, Nick. I ran into the living room, and when I seen Brock Lesnar walk out, my mouth dropped. You... I'm like, this is Tuesday. 
No Saint Monday. <laughs> did 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 you run like you're chasing the twenty four seven title? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I seen our truth on the way, I would have pinned him. Yeah. Sorry, I meant Carmella because at that point she won it. Oh, that's very true. But I pin her any day. <laughs> Easy, Tiger. Um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like you said, it's a shock that our truth or our truth. It's a shock that Brock Lesnar showed up on SmackDown. Uh, I, I guess I want to hear your thoughts first. How do you feel about him challenging Kofi for the title? Oh, I love it. Really? You sound like you hate it. I do. But I want to hear you first before I dive in. It, it's refreshing because, for one, he's not on Raw. He's doing it on SmackDown. Okay. And... Two, it's not a pay-per-view. Which is rare. Right, because that's the only time Lesnar ever competes. I keep a bunch of weird facts in my head. Okay. This is a weird Brock fact. Are you ready? Give it to me. Do you know that ever since he returned in 2012, this actually is not the only, the first time that he's wrestled on Raw or SmackDown? He's faced Triple H on Raw. Since he came back? Yeah. When was... Okay, that's not what I was going to say. It was like... I think it was like... Around the time he first came back. Because remember he had that feud with him where he broke his arm? Oh, and the Kimura lock? Yeah. Okay. I think I do... Okay, my memory kind of got jogged a little bit. But, okay, so then this is, would be the third time. He had an impromptu match with Heath Slater. That was where the, the birth of the whole I Got Kids thing came from. Where he said, Brock, don't do this, whatever. Referee comes down, rings the bell, and basically F5s him and then pins him. Which, if anyone's seen a Brock match, that's all he really does. Anyway. Suplex City, though. Yeah. Uh, what was the other match? That was it, the Heath Slater match. But I thought you said three matches. Well, yeah, Heath Slater, the Triple H, and now Kofi. Oh, okay, I didn't know you were counting the Kofi. Oh, okay, no, I got right. you. But... Um, so do you like Brock coming back? I do like it, and I have a little fact for you. Okay. They keep saying it's been over 15 years since Lesnar's wrestled on SmackDown. Okay. I have the exact date and his opponent. Do you want to take a look at any of it? before I do, did you look this up? Because I feel like this is something you have to look up. Like, you're not going to know this. Okay. Um... Oh boy, I'm well. What, what year did he leave WWE? Was that 03 or 04? I want to say that was 04. WrestleMania 20, so that'd be 04. Um, so if I had to put him in a match in 04 at that time, um, I would have to. Oh man, I don't know. I, I feel like it'd have to be against like Kurt Angle. I'm gonna say Kurt. I'm gonna say you're wrong. Okay. The exact date, March 2nd, 2004. Okay. His opponent, Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Holly. I wonder what Hardcore is up to these days. Does anyone know? But, like, I kind of feel like he just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, he's probably driving around a racetrack right now. He, I'm re- he really needs to call his race car the Mobile Alabama Slammer. Mobile's a city in Alabama. 
Anywho. Okay, I tried. Um, yeah, so I'm not... I'm not at all happy about this. Now, for multiple reasons. Now, before you get into that, do you think that this is going to be an actual match, or do you think something's going to happen to where they throw it out before it even starts? I mean, I think that's a possibility. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, me and you were just looking at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view card. Only three matches have been announced, and Kofi isn't even on the card. So do you think it's possible they could even save this for a pay-per-view? They're just giving you a taste. Yeah, I think they're going to throw it out before it starts. Or it's going to go to like a double disqualification, and it's going to stop a pay-per-view match. Okay, I think that's fair. Um... Here's why I'm not either that or Lesnar destroys Kofi and then Kofi challenges it for the belt and inside hell hell inside. See that maybe not inside. That that that's one of the the main points, the the reasons why I don't want Brock on SmackDown is because I feel like there's a predictability factor in the sense of he's going to squash Kofi and it just derails everything Kofi has worked so hard for. Look, I'm not saying Kofi should be champion forever. My original prediction was he was going to lose at SmackDown. The moment he won that title, I came on this podcast and said, he's going to lose this belt at SummerSlam. He proved me wrong. I'm glad he did. But now, the moment it was announced that it was going to be Brock versus Kofi for the championship, I instantly felt deflated for Kofi. See, I'm biased because a lot of people hate how Lesnar keeps coming in, winning the belt, and leaving with it for a long period of time, and then coming back in. But me, on the other hand, I actually like that. I'm a fan. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a fan too, because for it, it reminds me a lot of the old territory days. And that's way. one of the reasons I like it. Yeah, because it's not like a champion would stay in one territory. He'd take that belt, wrestle in other places with it and everything. It was an attraction to see that person. So in that essence, I love it. I don't love how they booked Lesnar, and I, I feel like, like, if he wants to be there for the big four pay-per-views or, or the, the specials in Saudi Arabia or whatever the case is, fine. I, I don't have a problem with any of that. But a lot of people do. I don't. But what I hate is the fact, to me, it's in, in a weird way, it's the John Cena effect to where Brock shows up, Brock does his little jog, and it's like you instantly want to turn it off because you know what's going to happen. And I felt that way with Cena, and I love Cena. I've always liked Cena. Do you feel that way with The Rock? Uh, during his original run or during his special appearances since he left? Special appearances, because it's like Lesnar. He comes in and you come right back out. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, I think that... Look, The Rock is a very charismatic person. No one's going to deny that. But for me, it kind of just boils down to the fact of you should not win titles if you are a part-timer. And I don't understand why WWE feels the need to put the titles on guys like Brock or Rock or whoever. How would you feel if, this is all hypothetical, if Brock Lesnar wins the belt, and then Vince McMahon strikes up a deal with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Lesnar does like a what they used to do back in the territory days. He'll go off in New Japan Pro Wrestling and defend it. 
and then come back to the Dota B and defend it. I, I think I'd be somewhat okay with that because at least he's he has that belt and he's expanding the brand, so to speak. But there's also a part of me that doesn't necessarily like it because I know Brock and I know that if he wrestles in Japan, he's going to take an additional two months off or however long before he comes back to WWE. I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, I hate it. <laughs> so, for me, it's a double-edged sword with Brock. But isn't it easier to see him do that with them having the Universal Championship? Because it kind of, like, takes a place. I, I kind of want to no, say Yeah, that. you're absolutely right. But he's not going for the Universal Championship. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Lesnar, let's say he wins the, top, the WWE Championship. Okay. He leaves for... Two, three months, sure. however long. Yeah, typical. Yeah. During that span of time, there's still a world title. You got the Universal Championship. Yeah. So doesn't it make it easier seeing Lesnar leave with the WWE Championship? Um. I guess. I mean, because you have guys like Seth and Roman, and uh, I mean, really, there's a lot of people who could carry the title, carry the shows. Um, I, I think I'd be okay with that. It's sort of like, in a way, it's like a brand ambassador kind of thing to where he's champion, he's defending it, but he's trying to create awareness for WWE. If that's the angle they chose, I think I'd be okay with that. My only thing is, I still wouldn't want him to have the belt for too long. How long is too long? Hmm... I think I'd have to say six months or more. Because then I just kind of feel like at that rate, you're jeopardizing the build for WrestleMania. You're taking opportunities away from people, that kind of stuff. And I, I, I don't know. It's I'm in a very love-hate relationship with this whole thing. Um, I'll be honest, when Brock started Suplex City, I, was, I don't think there was a bigger fan than me. I got a couple of his Suplex City shirts. But it's just the mystique of that, for me as a fan, just wore off. And now that I see him against Kofi, it makes me want to pray for Kofi that he doesn't drop that title. That's all I'm saying. I mean, look, I I hope they do the dusty finish like you proposed to where they tease it, but then they don't really do it, and they save it for Hell in a Cell. I'd be okay with that. I just There's a feeling in the pit of my stomach that thinks they're not going to do that. Unless if New Day gets involved and interfere when the ref isn't looking, I don't think Kofi's walking out with the belt. Yeah, but even if New Day does interfere, it's Brock Lesnar. He's just going to destroy them. I don't know. I mean, Big E, he's obviously not nearly as big as Brock, but I mean, Big E's still a big dude. I mean, it's a two-on-one assault. I mean... I, I don't know. Maybe Brock tries to go, come after Kofi before the match. New Day comes out, and they all just, like, powerbomb Lesnar through a table or something crazy. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, and that's... It just it makes me nervous for Kofi. As a lifelong Kofi fan. So, we talked a lot about SmackDown, SmackDown moving to Fox. One of the big things for SmackDown moving to Fox are new announced teams. And this is something that I... I'm very happy for because I feel like 
WWE's announced teams badly need a shakeup right now. I'm not going to go through every single one, but Renee, Renee Young, I think, has done okay. I don't think she's done a really amazing job by any means. Graves grows on me every single week. I don't like him, but he grows on me. I'm a big fan of his. And Michael Cole just bores me. <laughs> I'll see. I'm okay with how it's set up now. Okay. I do think it could use a little, like, slight tweaking. Um, if you don't know by now, on Monday Night Raw, the new announced team is going to feature Jerry the King Lawler, Vic Joseph, and I don't know if I'm saying this the right way, so you may have to correct me, Dio Madden? I believe it's Dio. Dio? Um, I don't know anything about him. I, I heard he was like a wrestler at an NXT. Yeah. And he got hurt or something. And he's been commentating for 205 Live. Which I thought was a very interesting move to to put him on commentary on Raw. I mean, it, it was a little weird, but I'm okay with it, I guess. I never heard him. Vic Joseph sold me, though. Um, I actually commentated with Vic Joseph when I went to WrestleMania. And I don't think he liked me too much. But after that and hearing him on Raw, I'm a fan of Vic Joseph. I gotta know how come he doesn't like you. I don't know, because I, I think what it was was like that was like right when he first started in WWE, and I didn't, I had no idea who he was. I, honest to God, I thought he was just an actual representative. Like I didn't think like he was like a legit commentator. Jeez. And as me and Michael left the the commentating booth, he's like, "Wait, don't you want an autograph?" <laughs> I don't know who you, are. but I I don't want to be rude, so I I got the autograph. I don't even know what I. Did, with did you say, I don't know who you are? No, I really wanted to, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, I think if you would have said that, it would have upset him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to be cordial, I want to be polite, but um, it, it wasn't like the time where I insulted Jake Roberts to his face <laughs> when he was at Colossal Con. I, I didn't hear this story. Okay, I, I, I thought I told you, maybe I didn't. So a few years ago, Colossal Con, Colossal Con for anyone who's not familiar with the Cleveland area is a huge video game convention. It's a four-day convention. Uh, guests from all different kinds of fandoms are there, like video games, anime, wrestling, all different kinds of stuff. Uh, a couple years ago, they had Jake Roberts. Last year, they had Shark Boy. So they always have some kind of wrestling personality. Well, the year I went, one of my favorite '80s wrestlers, being Jake Roberts, was there signing autographs. And Keep in mind, the autographs are actually free with your admission, which I think is really awesome. A lot of places charge an arm and a leg. So, me and Michael were going to one of the panels. We get out, and, like, I knew Jake was going to be there, but I told Michael that I wasn't going to, like, really try to find him unless if if he's around and we don't really have much. Like, I can't put on the back burner. So, we actually ran into his table, and... There was no one there. It was just Jake Roberts, no handler. Uh, he had a table with his 8x10s and everything. No line. No line. No line. Wow. And I felt really bad for Jake to overcome everything he did and now just to see him at He's a legend. At this video game convention with no one caring was beyond me. So I told Michael, I'm like, i, I got to get money up. I'm going to meet him. So I go up there and... I choose the 8x10 uh, 
uh, it was weird because like he said, Jake said that his autograph was free, but the eight by ten wasn't. So I'm like, so are you? So you're nickel and diming people to get your autograph when everyone else is free. Like I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't really like that too much. Well, if you had your own thing to bring, he would sign it for free. Yeah. But well, that, and that was my mistake. I didn't. I didn't bring anything because honestly, I wasn't anticipating him like, like us meeting him because there's so much other stuff we want to do. Just have him autograph that Jets hat that you wear. I mean, it's garbage, anyways. Uh, I think you mean it would only increase the price of a priceless hat, is what you meant to say. By priceless value being zero, then yeah. Okay. Uh, well, at least the Jets haven't had, like, 50 quarterbacks since 99, but here we okay, go. Okay, back to the <laughs> Anyway, so I go up to him, I shake his hand, I, nice to meet you, that kind of stuff. And I said, yeah, you, you used to be one of my favorites. I didn't, uh, I didn't mean it as, like, oh, yeah, I thought you were cool, but now you suck kind of thing, which is how he took it, and I don't blame him. I meant... It more or less like back in the eighties, you were one of my favorites. You know that's how I meant it. Um, he looked at me, he chuckled, put his head down. He's like, "Thanks," and it was just, it was very awkward. I didn't say anything. Didn't even say thank you for his autograph. I just, I'm like, let's just go. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want him to to stick his the snake on me or anything. But um, you're lucky he didn't DDT you. I'm lucky I'm alive, to be honest. But. Yeah, so that's my little mini uh, Jake Roberts story. Have you ever? I know we haven't really gone to meet like former WWE superstars in a while, but have you met any that were just kind of rude to you or anything like that? I've met a few, but it's not a whole lot. Uh, I can't say I have. Everyone I've met have been like relatively nice. Um, I do remember one time I got you to do the You Can't See Me to John Cena. That's definitely one of my favorite highlights. That was pretty funny to watch, though. And Cena's reaction was priceless. He just was like, oh, okay. Like He, he just he, he didn't really have a comeback for yeah. it. Nick reaches out his, his hand like he wants to shake John Cena's hand. So when Cena goes to reach for Nick's hand, Nick pulls away and does You Can't See Me to him. It was... It was funny. And this was right when John Cena started the whole thugonomics stuff, I believe. Right. So, like, it was, like, right at the, the, the peak of that. So, I have in, like, 04, 05, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, I mean, I met Eric Bischoff. Bischoff was fine, but he was just really quiet. The nicest person I met was Vicky Guerrero, hands down. Uh, RVD was cool. Um, yeah. All right. But getting back Announce to the announcement. Wow, we really got <laughs> checked, didn't we? Yeah. Derailed. Uh, <laughs> anyway, SmackDown will have basically Monday Night Raw's announced team with Corey Graves, Michael Cole, Renee Young. Um, actually, I heard Renee Young being called like a special assistant or advisor or some some kind of weird title. Oh, so, is that like a backstage role or is it? I'm not sure how it's gonna play out. I know she's also doing that interview show yes. for Fox. Yeah. Um, so maybe she's going to be too busy like filming stuff for that to actually be out for commentary. Could be. But uh, NXT, 
their announced team will remain the same. Uh, you have uh, Ronaldo on there with Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix. Which is good, because actually when I watched NXT on USA on their debut, I thought they all, all three of them had good chemistry. I wasn't too much of a fan of Nigel, but they definitely played off each other. Well, how do you feel about all those announced teams? I don't know. Um, I'm okay with NXT. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, that kind of stuff. SmackDown, I'm all right. I think my biggest problem is with Raw. Um, yeah, I think Raw's announced team is garbage. I do, too. Because um, you have... I love King to Death, but I just it's the same thing with JR and AEW. I, you just need to take a step back. Which, by the way, did you hear Tony Schiavone is going to be commentating for Dynamite? I did. How wild is that? He called the last WCW show in 2001, and now he's back on TNT in 2019. Well... With Jerry the King Lawler, I do got some good news, I guess. Okay. It's only going to be temporary with him being on there. Kind of figured, considering but his age and everything. The thing I don't like is Tom Phillips and Brian Saxton. They're out. Yeah. I like both of them. I like Saxton with Graves. Their chemistry is fantastic. Um, Phillips, I'm okay with. I think he's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I think that eventually that maybe they'll be joining the Raw team, or maybe at least Byron will, to work alongside Vic Joseph. Here's what I think. Keep Raw the same. Cole, Graves, Renee Young. Okay. And, and now I, I know Renee Young's supposed to host that whole interview thing. Scrap that. If you want an interview show, you put one on the WWE Network, call it Livewire. Yes. Jerry the King Lawler back doing it. Amen. I love the way you think. At SmackDown, it should be Tom Phillips, Saxton, and if you want a third guy in the booth, get David Otunga. He didn't sound too bad when he filled in for Corey Graves at one night. I guess. I mean, if not him... Booker T's done it. Yeah. I love Booker on commentary. I mean, I would say Vic Joseph, but then yeah. you don't really have that rest, that former wrestler on there. Right. So that part I don't really like. Right. Well, what about Cesaro, of all people? Didn't he do commentary for 205 Live or something? Or <laughs> NXT UK? I even heard him. I would like to, though. I mean, I if you know. really... I mean, the thing is, is that Cesaro's not done wrestling either, which, the rate his career's going, he, he probably should. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't done anything since the bar. But... I mean, maybe if Sheamus ever comes back, they could do something, but... Maybe. Yeah. I just don't see much yeah. from Cesaro. And I, I hate saying that, because Cesaro's a freaking nature. Well, overall, I think I like the teams. Um, you know, like I said, I think Raw kind of got screwed a little bit, but... They're more focused on the, the Fox and SmackDown side of things for now, which is fine. I don't care. Um, if we're talking about people returning, we might as well talk about a former WWE superstar returning to the fray. A former tag team champion, intercontinental champion, ECW champion, and that is... The Shaman of Sexy. The uh, Will he be the Friday Night Delight, the Monday Night Delight? 
Wednesday night delight? But every night delight. The every night delight. I like it. Abraham Lincoln himself. That's what he called himself on Survivor, at least. <laughs> and you're like, I, I don't remember confused. that. I, was, I'm a Survivor fan. It was, okay, it was, me and Rebecca laughed so hard. It was in the very first episode of whatever season of Survivor he was on. And he said, my name is, whatever his real name is, but people know me as John Morrison. And he ran through a couple of his nicknames, and one was Abraham Lincoln. And we just got the biggest kick out of that. So from that point on, he became Abraham Lincoln. I'm going to have to eat you that. I do vaguely remember him going through like a slew of nicknames. So. Yeah, we, we got a good kick out of that. But, yeah, so John Morrison returning. That was kind of a shock. I The I Marty Janetti sure comes back. Janetti is back. Yeah, let's just hope he uh, stays clean on like Janetti. But anyway, um yeah, I, I thought for sure he'd either re-sign with Impact or because Lucha Underground's done. So um, I thought maybe, if anything, he would go to like a Ring of Honor or something. I just never expected him back into the WWE. I think he always wanted to go back, though. Yeah, I, I, th- I think a lot of people do at some point. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad, though, that he is back. I can't say that enough. Do you think they'll have him do something with the Miz? I think he's going to go to NXT. Really? Yes. Because NXT just got on USA. And I, unless if you're a diehard fan, like the diehards know Adam Cole, baby. They know Johnny Gargano, which is the shirt I'm wearing. Um, they know Shayna Baszler, but those are the diehards. Like you want someone to attract the casual fans. People remember John Morrison. It's not like he was gone forever. So I think for star power reasons, he's going to go to, to NXT. I was going to say NXT is more for, like, the young, upcoming people. But, I mean, Samoa Joe competed in NXT, yep. so I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility that John Morrison shows up in NXT. I mean, even when Drew McIntyre came back, he was in NXT. That's a good point. You know, he was Drew Galloway in uh, Impact and everything. But people knew him from WWE, too. They yeah. could have thrown him on the main roster. So, I'm, I'm okay with that. I really do hope he is on NXT. Uh, I personally would love to see him and Adam Cole. Baby. Baby. The fact that Cole and Gargano had arguably feud of the year for 2019. Um, I would love to see what... Adam Cole, baby, can do with someone who's just about the same size as him. How good of a match do you think that could be? Depending on how it's booked, I I don't know if I could say five stars, but it would be very close to it. Maybe like four or four and a quarter, I would say. No, I'm not saying like storyline included. Like if he just shows up one night and says, hey, I want to wrestle you tonight. Again, the ring, they put on a match. I'll, I'll pose you one better. What if he shows up very first night and says, hey, I want to wrestle you for the NXT championship? Well, regardless if the belt's on the line or not, I think it's going to be a five-star match. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a classic for sure. I mean, mixing both of their styles, I think, would work wonderful. Um I'd be, I'd be okay with it. I really do hope. And I know this is all fancy booking. We tend to do that a lot on the show, but... We like it. We Leave do. us alone. Leave us alone. I'd love, I'd love to see him on NXT. Maybe a Miz reunion down the line, but I don't... I wouldn't put too much of a priority in that because the reason why I say that is 
They have not had a 3MB reunion since Drew McIntyre came back, so I'm going to hold out hope for a Miz and John Morrison reunion. I like the whole time as Nick is saying that. He's waving his <laughs> finger around. It's 3MB. They want to rock, Matt. Not anymore. I guess their, their gigs got canceled. So, outside of NXT, real quick, uh, where would you like to see Morrison? Raw, SmackDown, or do you think maybe he they'll hold him off until the draft? And then... Oh, yeah, they're holding him off to the draft, without okay. a doubt. So, where do you think he, they would put him? Because you got to figure right now, SmackDown, they're starting fresh. Right. Raw, it, it's... I think we're all in agreement. Raw's going to be in a slump, because a lot of focus is going to be on SmackDown on NXT. And Raw's kind of going to be chilling in the background a little bit. So, do you think maybe they put him there to kind of bring people forward? I have no idea, because <laughs> you brought up some good points with NXT, and they could draft him over to SmackDown to kind of like help bring in viewership for it, but then, like you said, a lot of focus would be on SmackDown, so where does that leave Raw as far as talent goes, so you could draft him over to Monday Night Raw? So really, he has three different brands that he can go to. He can fit in perfectly anywhere. He's in a good spot. He is, definitely. All right, well, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I do kind of want to... I mean, maybe we'll get into it a little bit. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, a son of a former wrestler, a deceased wrestler... Son of a wrestler has apparently gained interest. Unless I just skipped right over You did that the first time I said that, too. I'm thinking, kind of thinking that's dumb. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't think it's dumb. I know it's dumb. Anyway, so a former, uh, a deceased wrestler's son possibly going to AEW. Uh, there is interest in from the AEW side as well as the son. That son is David Benoit, son of Chris Benoit. Um, obviously we don't have to go into Chris's past. That's been documented to, like, to no end. Uh, however, with David, a lot of people are saying that he's a very genuine athlete, much like his dad. I have not seen him wrestle, so I, I can't say for one or the other. Um, From what I gather, it seems like he's still like in the training phase. Okay. So, I, I, it's still a little fresh then. I, I'll be honest with you. When I first heard that, I'm like, wait a minute, didn't Chris Benoit murder his son? Yeah, he had two sons. I didn't and realize I, that. I, and that's, and I've thought about that before, but I never really looked into it. Like, where was David when all of this happened? See, when I started thinking, didn't he murder him? I'm like, okay, well, he has another son. Where was he? So I kind of researched it a little bit. It's from a previous marriage. Ah, so he was probably with... He was with the mom. Okay. Uh, well, thank God he was. Um, yeah. So, but, uh, I guess this all started when he went on the Pro and Bro Wrestling The Pro podcast. and Bro Podcast. Guess who's the host? Um, who? Who? Was that a... No, I, oh, okay. that's not a clue. <laughs> uh, it was just a perfect timing kind of thing. I've Anyways. heard of this podcast, too, and that's what kind of... It's driving me insane. Who's the host? Darren Young. Okay, that makes sense. 
And he goes by a different name, though. His real name? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what that is. I don't have it in front of me right now. But uh, he said his training has been just messing around in the ring. But he was spotted at AEW pay-per-views and admits that he wants to go to AEW. Well, there was also talk that when Raw SmackDown, whatever, came to Canada, he actually got into a lot of trouble because... He was backstage and took a picture with Natty. And I saw the picture, and I guess I could see why WWE might have a problem with it. In the picture, he was wearing an AEW sports jacket. Oh, I didn't know about that. I knew he was backstage. Yeah. Which was surprising because WWE actually banned him. Yeah. So I guess he probably just put himself back on the ban list, I'm assuming. Um, look, if you're a genuine athlete, you know... I, his, his dad's past shouldn't define him at all. You know, if, if he's picking it up like they're saying he is, and if he's this naturally gifted athlete, and if AEW even has a spot for him, why not? Yeah. I mean, say what you will about Chris Benoit. The fact is, he was good in the ring. Oh, he was amazing. So if his son, David Benoit, is anything like Chris Benoit, he's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, I'd be looking forward to it, although, man, does he look like Chris. In the face, a little bit, yeah. I, wow. I can, I can see that. Um, he is smaller, though, than what Chris Benoit yeah. was. Yeah, definitely but smaller. But then again, how much of that was steroids? Well, that's very true, too. Um, now, my question is, if he goes to AEW, even if he goes to WWE, do you attach the Benoit name? I can see WWE dropping it and giving him a different name. Like a more generic, like Chris Jones or something. Yeah. Yeah. AEW, they may let him keep it. I think AEW would. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Um, I think they would because everyone would know yeah. that he's David Benoit. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's obvious. You look at him. It's like you're built like your dad. You look like you're like it. You can no. tell. No, not does he do the signature headbutt? moves like the diving headbutt, the crippler cross no, face. No, there's well, there's and it's nothing to do with the fact that those are Chris's moves. It's just there's no need. Um, you look at and I'm trying. Okay, Cody, for example, you know he uses crossroads. Dusty never used crossroads. True, but. I have seen him do that thing where he'll drop down to his knees and do an uppercut, just like Goldust. Okay, then let me throw another one at you, because you, you got me there. What about Randy Orton? His dad, his grandpa, they never used the RKO. And see, you're going with finishing moves. It doesn't necessarily have to be a finishing move. Okay, true. I mean, like, Benoit used to do the suplexes. Yeah. I mean, there's been other wrestlers who've done it since sure. him, but he was, like, the original. I could see his son doing the suplexes. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, see, and I think, I know we're splitting hairs, but I think signatures are okay, but I just, I don't, know, I don't want to, see, to do the crossface or the diving headbutt. Like, to me, those are synonymous with So you're saying stay away from finishing moves, but, like, setup moves would be okay. Yeah, like, the way... Benoit, by the way, he had the nastiest chop I think I've ever seen in the business. I was rewatching a couple pay-per-views on the network, and it, it's something that just goes without saying. Like when Benoit would slap you, it echoed <laughs> bad. 
And I just, I'm actually was surprised that no one's ever really brought up how hard he could hit people. Does he pass Ric Flair? No. I, I don't think anyone's going to pass Nate. I really don't. Well, hopefully he gets signed to AEW. Um, or, you know, somewhere else. I really do hope so. Um, but as we go from Benoit to more SmackDown Live stuff. A lot of SmackDown Live stuff. It's a very heavy week, obviously, with them moving to Fox. There has been talk of Fox airing a sort of like a uh, Talking Smack-type show, but on Fox, not on the WWE Network. And we kind of mentioned this earlier with Ray right. Young. Yeah, we, we kind of briefly glossed over it. And the main purpose of this show would essentially, like I said, not only to be a recap, but it'll also feature interviews, highlights, Whatever. On the show, they have already confirmed that Renee Young would host it, and then Booker T would be the co-host's anchor, whatever title you want to give him. They're still looking for a third person. Now, they brought in a couple names to interview for this third spot. Now, you don't know anything about this. I told you I'd tell you on air. Here are the three names I've heard. Okay. The first one, I hope to God, does not happen. Mike Adamley. I would love for Adamley to come back. You keep hearing his name out for now. <laughs> Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac. Okay. Taz, which I thought was kind of a shock. Okay. And then this name, I, I, I guess it could be considered a shock. CM Punk. I thought, okay, it's clearly smoke and mirrors. Someone's blowing smoke somewhere. There's no way Punk would do that. However, it has been confirmed that not only did his agent reach out to Fox. Now, this is the, the big caveat on the whole thing. He would not be working for WWE. He'd be working for Fox because it's a Fox production. Right. Um, not only did his agent reach out to Fox about the opportunity, but CM Punk was actually at Fox headquarters trying out for the role. That, that is interesting. But... Isn't it amazing, by the way, that he left in 2014, and here we are five years later still talking about him, and he hasn't wrestled a single match? For any promotion. For any promotion. That, that's really surprising, but it makes sense. I mean, he's not employed by WWE, so everything that he hated about management wouldn't He wouldn't even exist. have to worry about. It'd be Fox's management. Right. Um... Will he still run into those people he hated and oh, talk bad that. about? Yeah, I think he would. He would run into Triple H eventually. Right. He would run into Vince McMahon. Um, so do you think this is the start of him possibly working for WWE down the line? Or do you think this is as close as it's going to get? I unfortunately think this is as far as it gets. Really? I think he seriously just done being a wrestler and he'd much rather be a commentator whether it's for UFC or this show on Fox that's being produced do we have a name for this show? no by the way I'm cracking my knuckles so if you hear weird noise I apologize um no there is no official name I believe they were looking at October 20th I think to be the the first show if I'm not mistaken, let me look it up real quick here on the calendar. That would be on a Sunday. 
Okay, so that won't, yeah, you're right, it won't be that. So I would assume probably either the 18th or the 25th, if I had to guess. But there is, it, I don't, actually, I don't think the start date's been fully confirmed, but that's, like, where they're aiming. Um, out of those three people, who would you want to do the show? And, and the order I would want them to do it, and this order might surprise you, Taz would be my number one. Then Punk and then X Pac. I cannot stand X Pac. I'm sorry, X Pac, but I just I, there's something about him I just don't like, and I don't know what it is. It's I've always been that way with X Pac. Uh, Taz, I've I enjoyed Taz on commentary. I really did. I thought he was he had a cool voice, like perfect for commentary. So for him to do this kind of thing, great. Punk. I'm a little half and half about, because he just recently got into commentating, which is great, you know, and if that's an avenue he truly wants to go down, keep going at it. Can I bring something up about Punk? Sure. Remember, while, when he was in WWE, before he got, like, really big, he was injured for a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was an announcer. Yep. He did a really good job. Yeah, yeah he did great. Um, I'm actually with you, though. My order would be Taz. Punk, and then X-Pac. For the same reasons? I don't hate X-Pac. Okay. But I've never seen him do any type of commentary work. I know he has his own podcast right now. Yeah. I've never listened to it, though, so I don't know what, the only real, what to expect. The only real podcast I've listened to is the Pro Wrestling Podcast. I heard that Nick That's is That's the only sensitive. one you need to listen to. Yeah, I heard that Nick is the greatest host of all time, and that he... It's just chasing women away from him, even he's though married. he's married. Ladies, you've got to stop ambushing me. It's unfair to my wife. Please stop. She put a ring on it. Yes, she put a ring on it. But outside of this podcast, I have not listened to his. I have not listened to Taz's. Podcasts are obviously all the rich. Everyone has a podcast. We have a podcast. We have a podcast. Which, by the way, if you don't know, you can listen on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes. YouTube. But anyway. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't know who else. They said that a couple Fox names have also auditioned for the role, so they're kind of leaving it open-ended. Um, I mean, I'd like to see Punk on it. I think that'd be really interesting. But outside of that first real episode of him on it, I don't know how much I'd really want to keep watching. Okay, can we revisit the announced team situation yeah. briefly? Because... I kind of have an idea now. Okay. So, on Raw, like I said originally, keep it the same. Sure. Cole, Renee Young, Corey Graves. SmackDown, Saxton, Phillips, Taz. I mean, Taz is kind of like, you know, heading towards WWE anyways. Instead of being hired by Fox, get hired by WWE. And... I'm not sure I'm a big fan of Fox having this kind of show. I feel like it's more of a WWE kind of show that they should have on the network. Like I said, just call it Livewire. Stick that label on it. But but you know what, though? Honestly, Then your host, Jerry the King Lawler, alongside Vic Joseph. For the SmackDown show? Yeah, for the Livewire recap, Um, whatever show. I love how you're still calling it Livewire. That's why I feel like it should be. It should be. Um, I don't know, like, we're a little different on it. Like, I don't mind that it's on Fox. I really don't. 
Um, Liveware back in the day, wasn't that on USA for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, what's what's the difference between that on USA versus SmackDown show on Fox? Because times are different. They have the WWE Network where they're airing all kinds of content. So why put a talking, a wrestling talk show with your guys on the Fox Network when you could have it on your own? But this is the rage, though, is that people love these after-show talk shows. You know, Talking Dead is obviously the big one. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones had one for a little bit, too. Yeah, but do they really draw that big of a rating? I, see, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I would say probably not, but and, and, I mean, I, I don't know. And the thing about those shows is they have actors from those TV shows come on. They mm-hmm. give like they talk about stuff going on behind the scenes, and they show uh, footage from behind the scenes. I don't know if you're going to get that with this Fox recap show. I, I don't know. It, it depends on the, the format as a whole. Are you interested enough to watch, at least? Not really. Because I guess in my mind what I'm expecting is, you know how during pay-per-views they do the pre-show yeah. and it has that panel? Mm-hmm. I'm expecting something, something like that. Something similar, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep a tab on to see who is going to be that third host. And if it's anyone I like, I'm going to tune in. But outside of that first episode, I guess I'll be playing it by ear, honestly. Uh, like, I don't want to see highlights of something I just watched. Like, to me, to me, it does feel a little weird, but, you know, people like it. So we have the draft coming up. Yes, we do have the draft coming up. Which we have not talked a dime about, and I want to, even if it's just very briefly. Um, uh, apparently, USA and Fox decided, yeah, we don't want this whole wildcard rule after all. Let's go back to the separate brands. And if you're WWE, I would imagine you have got to be pissed at that. Well, WWE was the ones that came up with the wild card because USA wasn't happy with ratings. They wanted certain people to be on certain shows. So they're like, you know what? We're going to make you guys happy, but at the same time, we're still going to keep two separate shows. By the way, I still don't understand the wild card rule. No one does. <laughs> it was WWE's way of mocking. Appeasing and Oh, yeah. It was a mockery. That's what WWE did. I, I think WWE basically BS their way out of that. They did. Um, it was brilliant on Vince McMahon's part. I mean, yeah, he's a very smart guy. Like I love the fact when he announced it, he kept saying, I'm a genius. <laughs> it's like no one is understanding what you're I, saying. I, I like <laughs> when he kept changing the number. <laughs> At first, there was two guys, and it was like, well, three, three guys, and four guys, <laughs> ten guys. Um, yeah, so separate brands. I've said this all along. Your roster is too freaking inflated to have uh, it open-ended. You need to have exclusive brands, and I'm very okay with this idea. I just hope that they we don't see too much star power on SmackDown and not enough on Raw. That's my only hope for the draft. Um, I hope a couple guys from NXT get called over to Raw or SmackDown. Um, Johnny Gargano did just announce that he is staying on NXT. He doesn't want to go to Raw or SmackDown. Um, It was in a promo he did on NXT, but also he went on Lillian Garcia's podcast and said, no, I legitimately want to stay here. I love NXT. 
So if that's the case, I hope that we do see some crossover, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. What about you? How are you feeling on the uh, draft end? I'm looking at the roster right now, and I guess the question mark I have is when it comes down to the cruiserweights. Because talk is they're getting rid, they're getting rid of 205 Live. They're kind of going to merge it with NXT, and they're going to have the cruiserweight belt defended in NXT, which I'm a fan of. Right. But do you bring all the cruiserweights to NXT? No. Or do you call some of them up to Raw and SmackDown? Do you, well, do you, do you want me to tell you what I would do? What would you do? I, okay, if you're going to close 205 Live, which I don't think they should, but I get it. Why not just have it to where the first hour of NXT, well, because right now NXT is two hours on USA. From 8 to 10. Okay. Why not just have a third hour of NXT and that third hour be exclusively Cruiserweights? Or do you think that kind of devalues NXT a little bit? It devalues it because it's NXT, but it's 205 Live. It, like it, like NXT <laughs> featuring 205 Live. It's too confusing. Just yeah, that's fair. Merge it. I mean, I don't... You can't put all the guys on NXT because then you're going to get way too deflated for NXT's good. So you're going to have to spread them out. Find out the very best cruiserweights you have. Move them to Raw or SmackDown. And hell, even NXT UK. And then after that, then NXT. But I, I don't think their first thought should be, let's move these guys to NXT. But spread them around. Which cruiserweights do you move over to Raw and SmackDown? What about Akira Tazawa? Tazawa. Do you move him? <sighs> yeah. I guess. Uh, I'm not fully sold on them. Do you put Davari on Raw or SmackDown or NXT? SmackDown is a jobber. Okay. Uh, how about the Brian Kendrick? I think he's not getting nearly enough credit as what he should. I think you bring him to NXT and make him a forefront heel of that brand. I actually kind of like that. Yeah. And it gives NXT a little credibility because he's made it to the main roster. It's the same thing with John Morrison. Right. What about Gentleman Jack Gallagher? I would like to see him on Raw. I, As a heel, he's terrible in my opinion. As a face, I thought he was different. You know, obviously his pale skin, his attire is different. I think you're going to need something of variety on Raw. Okay, let me... Just toss out some random names. Sure. The Usos. Like, <laughs> what brand? Oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to say SmackDown. Come home. Jinder Mahal. He's been out with an injury. He's probably going to be returning soon. He could be such a good heel. It just it blows my mind that they don't feel him that way. I'm going to say Raw. Make, but you make him a heel. Okay, how about Finn Balor? I guess Raw. I don't know. AOP. I'm noticing a pattern here. These are all guys who aren't wrestling right now. I'm kind of going through them. Okay, right well, AOP, because SmackDown seems to have the better creative team, throw AOP on SmackDown. Make them monster heels like you're trying to. Drew McIntyre. Raw. Uh, you could build a show around Drew McIntyre if you wanted to. That's fair. 
Right, how about some people who are there? Okay. Curtis Axel. Fire. Really? Yes. Are you, are you serious? Dead serious. Fire him. See, he has so much potential, but... But you're not going to use him, clearly. You're only using him as jobber status. I, you need to fire all the dead weight. I think I someone him. like Curtis Axel, if he gets a shot at AEW... He could turn heads. He's better than what he's doing. He's right not going to be, like, championship material, but he could be a very good mid-carder for AEW. Yeah. Chad Gable. Um... He's ready, willing, and Gable. Oh, stop. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to be the next underdog, Daniel Bryan-esque type. I'm okay with that. Um, I say keep him on... Let's, let's go Raw. Braun Strowman. Braun can work in anywhere and be a huge star. <laughs> um, you know what? Keep him on Raw. Keep him on Raw. Because that way you keep him on Raw, you keep Roman Reigns on SmackDown, let's just say. Okay. Um, that way I kind of feel it bounces out. Um, and then, again, you build a show around Drew McIntyre on Raw. Um, Braun Strowman can be the top face if you want him to, however you want to do that. Seth, I think Seth can kind of float. Like, Seth you can really put anywhere. I, I don't know. I, Seth is probably my favorite main roster talent right now, but at the same time, I kind of feel like he hasn't been fully on his, like, potential. Like, WWE's pushing him. It's not, normally, it's them pushing you that's the problem. WWE pushing Seth is not the problem. I just don't know. Like, Seth is really good, but there's still a part of me that thinks, yeah. Well, he's a universal know. champion. He is. And you can't argue with the direction of Taken. Yeah, which is why I said you can't fault them for pushing. All right, so I think Seth Rollins should stay on Raw. Okay. Because ever since they did the the brand split, he's been on Raw, and he's kind of turned into the face of Monday Night Raw. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, Rain SmackDown. Because I like keeping them separate. Okay. I, I do, too. It, to me, if you need them to work together, I don't see why you can't, but I think there's more money in them being separate. I, I like Strowman on Raw. On SmackDown, I would like to see them take Eric Rowan, break him away from Luke Harper. Because before Harper came back, they were turning him into like a monster heel. I think he can kind of be the SmackDown version of Strowman. Just not as powerful. I don't like the fact that they teamed him with Harper, by the way. Not a fan. Rowan and Harper, we've seen that. Move on. We've seen it too many times. Too many times. Wyatt family, Bludgeon Brothers, do we need it a third time? No. We don't. What about Bray Wyatt? Or The Fiend? What do you do with him? I know exactly what I would do with him. That sounded really sexual, and I did not mean for it to sound that way. Smackdown. Really? Really. Why SmackDown? Oh, because of Paul Heyman. Oh, no, Paul Heyman's on Raw. Yeah, Heyman's on Raw, but star power, because they want to build up the SmackDown brand. He's the hottest thing going right now in the WWE. Okay, so before I say some names to throw out at you, Rapid Fire, you have Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Okay. Take one guy from each brand, and it could be anybody, because obviously this is what we're talking about, is the draft. Who would you build a show around on each brand? Who would be like your your main character? 
like I said, Rollins is the face of Monday Night Raw. Right. So I gotta leave him over there. Okay. Uh, SmackDown. I know I said Bray Wyatt's a hot thing going and get him over there. But, I don't know, I think long term, you gotta go with It's a house that AJ Styles <laughs> Alright, put him back over there. Right. For NXT... It could be a veteran you bring him back. It doesn't have to be just I, I, NXT. I was kind of thinking John Morrison. Okay. You like my idea, don't you? <laughs> it's starting to grow on me a little bit. Okay. So, now I'm going to do the same thing to you. Okay. Throw a couple names out, rapid fire. You tell me exactly where you would put them. Okay? Okay. Let's start with some women. What about Charlotte Flair? SmackDown. Daniel Bryan. He loves competing on SmackDown. I would like to see him on Raw, though. Okay. Uh, let's go with Carmella. SmackDown. Elias. SmackDown. Okay. Well, SmackDowns. What about what about Finn Balor? Raw. Here's a name that neither one of us has brought up. It might even be a long shot that it happens, but Ronda Rousey. That's a long shot. NXT. Really? Ronda to NXT? She's terrible. What? I don't. There's her mic no. skills. They were. Oh, her mic skills are horrible. Yeah, they were slightly improving. They're not there. Her in-ring work, it still needs tuning up. All right, two more names. Randy Orton. He's a guy that can go anywhere. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Last name, Sasha Banks. It's a tough one. She's kind of like Randy Orton. She can do Raw or SmackDown. Uh, just because they're building up SmackDown, SmackDown. Okay. So, that was one heck of a uh, draft predictions. Yeah. I, I, I think we got some good ideas cooking. I really do. WWE, you need to listen to us. Okay. We're the only podcast you need to listen to, so listen to us. Use our ideas. That's very true. Should we do a Night of Champions review real quick? Uh, your show? Let, let's let's gloss over it a little bit. Let's We don't have to touch on everything. Um, obviously, WWE Night of Champions is the only night of the year where every single title is defended. They will not let up on that fact. Um Again, clearly, Night of Champions, it's in the name. But regardless... Uh, do you know what they could do for Night of Champions to make it better? I'm sorry, it wasn't Night of Champions. It was Clash of Champions. Or, yeah, Clash the same of thing, Champions. though, but anyway. What they should do to make it better, every single match is a title match. and Which is kind of what they did, but you include NXT, NXT UK. Literally every title. Literally Every title under the WWE umbrella. And then no other matches. No other matches. I fully agree with that idea. You want to tout it as that? That's what it should be. Um, overall, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. Um, seemed like it dragged towards the end a little bit, in my opinion. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I was shocked that AJ and Cedric was on the pre-show. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was a shocker because they were kind of... Like, building up Cedric Alexander, kind of pushing him. I feel like this kind of crushed him and brought him right back down. Exactly. Um, 
the Revival beating the New Day I thought was a good match. Um, I, I don't think that shows surprise to anyone, in my opinion. Um, Easy, easily the biggest shocker of the night for me was Luke Harper coming to Eric Rowan's oh, hands down. and Rowan defeating Roman Reigns. Did you think, even leaving Harper out of it, did you think that he was going to beat Roman by himself? No. There's, there's no way. I don't think anyone would have. Because we mentioned last time that, oh, the, Roman's been kind of on a little bit of a losing skid for pay-per-views. Yeah. And <laughs> WWE just says, all right, well, here's another loss, Roman. So I, I kind of feel bad for Roman because it's like, well, where does he go? I mean, clearly they're teasing this tag team on SmackDown with him and Daniel Bryan, which I like, against Roman Harper, a team that I don't like that I feel should not be happening. But yeah, but that's just going to be a one-off. I hope so. Um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss retaining. Yeah, it was an okay like match. Together. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think again they're growing on me too. Overall, I'd, I'd give Night of Champions maybe like a solid six out of ten. I don't think it was anything huge. I don't think it really developed stories the way that maybe WWE intended. But I, I don't think it was bad either. Give it a five. It was average. Yeah. So it was it was it was an alright show, I guess. You know, you need to start building towards Hell in a Cell now, which. Yeah, they have three matches, and we're a week out, so... We're... This is technically supposed to be our Hell in a Cell re- review or Go home preview show. show, and we have nothing to preview. We have literally nothing. matches. Yeah, so... There's nothing even announced for the pre-show. So we'll probably do something weekend of, we'll throw something on Twitter saying, hey, we're going to be doing a review show, whatever, to give you guys a heads up, because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know, it's, we're kind of playing it by you right now. Um, also, if you're in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area, I know that is oddly specific. You guys have got to check out Heroes and Legends of Wrestling Convention. It is an all-day convention that is going on, as I try to find the date here, Saturday, October 5th at the Allen County War Memorial. It is going to feature the likes of Demolition, Sting, One Man Gang, a.k.a. Akeem. Team. Had to throw that out there. Uh, Hexo Jim Duggan, Tracy Smothers, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, fantastic, phenomenal show. I'm going to be there. I am. I might try to vlog it, put it on the YouTube channel. Not fully sure yet. Um, kind of going back and forth about that. At the very least, maybe I'll throw a little quick like five-minute video up or something. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But if you are in the area, I highly encourage you to check it out. Again, it's an all-day convention, and then at night, it's wrestling, so of course, we gon' wrestle. That's all I'm saying. We gon' wrestle. How you feeling, Matt? Feeling pretty good, but uh, I, I gotta let you know something, Matt. What? Did you know that PowerSlam TV has the top promotions and celebrities in the pro wrestling world offering events, shoots, and other related content available for the first time in a single massive location that can be watched on smartphones, computers, and connected TVs. Powerslam.tv showcases premium pro wrestling content from countries all over the world. Use the promo code ProWrestlingPod, all one word, for a month free on us. Visit Powerslam.tv. I couldn't look at you when you did that. <laughs> I tried so hard not to laugh. Good job. Thank so, you. Yeah. A plus. So that will do it for us. I'm pretty sure. I think we're good. We got everything we want to talk about? I think so. I think we're good. You want to hit the show that gmails prowrestlingpod at gmail.com. Once again, prowrestlingpod at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. Once again, facebook.com slash prowrestlingpod. Twitter at prowpodcast. Once again, at prowpodcast. 
ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com is your official website. Once again, ProWrestlingPod.blogspot.com. Available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and right here on Anchor. My name is Nick. My name is Matt. We'll see you guys next time. We're the only show you should be listening to. Don't listen to others. Time has arrived. We are broadcasting Raw Live from my ass. Boom, boom. I'd rather watch two old women slap my ass. <laughs> Woo. That's as tough as a chunk of my ass. Here comes the biggest ass. The big man is back. Jim Ross, 350 pounds here. Say hello to my ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest spectacle on earth, my ass. 30 men will enter my ass. You know what I mean. The most important thing to a tag team is my ass. I totally agree with you, JR. Here you go, King. Kiss my ass. I wish you would jump on top of me, JR. It disgusts me to see my ass. My daughter's nursery rhymes are more aggressive than this. I can't help but look at the butt, JR. What?